The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at Noon. With Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday, hour number one, as always, presented by... Tim Lasher, his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Wallace Mars, Super Sooner Booster, is going to join us around 1235 today. He is putting together another documentary. He produced uh, the Boz documentary for 30 for 30. And for SEC Story, they are doing a documentary on the wishbone, which I can't wait to see that. It's going to be awesome. We'll talk to Wallace about that. He's also a very brilliant man, and we will talk to him about his current thoughts on the state of college football. Travis Davidson, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing real well, real well, you know, just uh, uh, excited about portal excited about basketball obviously got a big matchup tomorrow um danny okoye showed out michael boganowski showed out both of them did uh in the uh in the u.s army uh game last night the u.s army bowl that all-american game um yeah just just uh just excited man how about you how are you i'm ready to go i am raring to go and I, i i need to come after a fan group here in just one second but i think we need to start with the news of the day which comes to us of course via the transfer portal it's a transfer portal it's out of control we're losing our defense no not our starting quarterback we need him Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. We gotta get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so the news of the day is that Caden Green is going to Missouri. Now, I will say this. Uh, you know, Missouri had a, had a nice season. Ten wins. Pretty good. But it is time, as I pointed out on Twitter, to aim the nukes at Columbia, Missouri. Because that fan base, they think they've won something. They need to be stuffed back into the proverbial high school locker where they've always belonged. Always. They haven't won anything. Anything. It's a journalism school. Now, Travis Davidson, they've got daddy's credit card. And they're walking around like they're starting beginning to own college football. I won Missouri, and I won Missouri freaking right now. Now. Can we switch up the bowl games? I mean, are you not sick of these little, puny, punky, nerdy Missouri fans? Like I said, they're like the nerdy kid in high school. I just got my daddy's trust fund, you know, and... We need to put them back in the locker where they belong, stuffed for the rest 
of our time here on Earth. Drake Dykin is nodding in there. He agrees. Drake agrees. The Drake's here with us today, by the way. Uh, absolutely. I mean, even they've even got the goofiest looking mascot too, right? Like well, that, that's a tiger. Yeah, it's a, it's a. It's it a, is the goofiest version of a tiger that you could possibly have as your mascot. You know, to me, it's just uh, the insufferable fan bases who've never won anything that start, you know, trying to clown the OU fan base. You haven't won anything. Texas Tech, A&M. Now they've got this freaking NIL era, and they're walking around, you know, shoulders out like, yeah, we got this. Uh, the game in Columbia can't get here soon enough. Plus, they get a clown for a head coach and Eli Drinkwitz. Like I said, congrats, 10 wins this year. You've never won anything. Nothing. All right, I'm sorry, Travis. How do you feel about the situation? I think it's uh, I think it's slightly overblown on the Oklahoma side because it's affected us probably more than anybody. We've had the head-to-head matchups. Uh, I, I think if you probably ask, uh, I don't know, um, Alabama fans – even, I don't know, Oregon fans or um, Ohio State fans, how they feel about Missouri, they, they'd probably be annoyed by them. But with Oklahoma, you had the Williams-Winary issue. You have now the Caden Green issue. Like, you've got – obviously, Theo Weiss is playing there. You, you had Luther. Burton, you had Luther, committed yeah. to Oklahoma. Right, yeah. like, like, you, like, we've had a little bit, but I think, I think two things are at play here. I think – one, Missouri has just, for just happenstance, been locked, you know, locked their horns with Oklahoma many times in the, in this uh, recruiting cycle. And second of all, OU Twitter is very easy to upset. And Missouri fans figured that out around the Winery recruitment. And all they do is laugh at us as they continue to poke, continue to poke. Keep in mind, Oklahoma – Football has over 700,000 followers on Twitter, meaning those are, there's likely 700,000 OU fans on Twitter. So other fan bases look at that and they say, oh, man, you know who's really fun to pick on? Everybody's figured it out. Brandon Walker's figured it out. Uh, on threes figured it out. All these little blue blood bias and college football report and all these people have figured it out. Missouri fans have figured it out. All these people have figured out that it is a lot of fun to – annoy Oklahoma fans because we take the we take the bait hook line and sinker oh, yeah. every time no doubt. so so I think that's where uh I, I think that's where maybe we we're we're just a bit more annoyed than everybody probably nationally Steely off the top of your head just quickly not looking what is Missouri's class rank in the 2024 rankings I think they were like 54 no it was like 39 or something wasn't it yeah well they're at 24 and oh, does that include Caden Green? <laughs> is it, it portal but, involvement too? But the but the twenty four, it's it's still my point. Yeah, the, you cannot win. Yes, you can get some portal guys. You still have to recruit the high school ranks at a high level. You yeah, simply yeah. do. And it's it's not. And yes, they have Winery. Outside of Winery, they don't have a ton in that class right now. I think they picked up a four star running back, maybe, but they don't have a ton in that class. They're they're barely in the top twenty five. So with that. Yeah, let's. We're still Oklahoma. No, no, it's, yeah, it's yeah, that's, and that's why I'm angry because again, you have been stuffed in the locker by the University of Oklahoma throughout your football life. You even had all those great basketball teams. Not a single Final Four to show for it. Not one. 
And I like Norm Stewart, but not one. Yet they're walking around, you know, now, like I said. By the way, uh, tell me they're not going to get Chris McClellan. They might. They might. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I want to, because I've seen this a couple times pop up today, um, you know, the, the word is, well, OU's NIL isn't exactly, uh, you know, they're not willing to compete on the NIL side. Well, based on what we heard from Gabe, they were willing to compete with right. Caden Green. Mm-hmm. They met the number. I just think people, you don't want to confuse the lack of ability to spend and the lack of willingness to overspend, right? If, if I, Steely, if I said, hey, I'm going to sell you this ham sandwich for $50, and you decide not to buy it, it's not because you can't afford a ham sandwich. It's because paying $50 for a ham sandwich is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you've got to pick and choose your battles. And uh, Oklahoma apparently, you know, was willing to match what the Green family was looking for. But there was allegedly some miscommunication there. Maybe you got to them late and then they're out the door and whatever. And it was just a bad situation. But, look, Caden Green's a good player. He'll be a good player for Missouri. He's a really good player. It's yeah. the Missouri fan base again that you haven't done anything pretty much ever. Ever. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs right now and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And I want Missouri right now. I, I may want Missouri more than, like, Texas or anybody else on yeah, that schedule I mean, and, next and, year. And we get them in Columbia next year. We'll have we'll have a crack at them. There's no doubt about it. But, um, I, you know, he ends up at Missouri. Uh, which is not Oregon, which I think is important to say to certain parts of the fan base. Um, looks like looks like there was no, you know, secret master plan devised by Dylan Gabriel uh, to uh, to get Caden Green to Oregon. But yeah, he's going to Missouri, and I'm not. I will never be concerned about Missouri on the football field, Steely. I, it's not in my it's not in my DNA. It's not in your DNA. No, it's not and, like I'm scared that Missouri's going to start winning championships. It's more about the fan base, and it's more about losing some of these battles. Because, like I said, I know it's we're living in a soft, feel good world where everybody please don't say anything, you know, really harsh, please. But it's time in this movie for the bullies to start bullying the nerds again. I'm sorry. The nerds aren't going to win this one. The nerds are going to be put back in their place in the locker. We're going to we're going to lock the lock and never let them out. And speaking of locks, freaking Drew Lock last night leaves Summit North, <laughs> the University of Missouri. Dallas Cowboy fans like him, but yeah, there there's enough. Missouri's getting too many victories in this Revenge of the Nerds tour that they're on right now. Must be must be stopped. Yeah, must yeah, be no, that's. Uh, and I think, and I think it will. I have confidence that it will. When you look at the look at the playoff participants right now, look at the top six playoff participants. Um, you don't see A and M, and they're the biggest spender in NIL. You don't see Miami; they're the biggest spender in NIL. I mean, Oregon spends a ton in NIL. They 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 were left out obviously after that Pac-12 championship loss. Like Washington isn't known for NIL. Alabama, they don't. They're not known for it. They pay it, obviously, but they don't. They have Saban. That's like their own NIL breaker. Right. Um, Michigan. I mean, I don't. I don't look around and say. I mean, maybe he bought a hamburger, but I don't. I don't see that Michigan has just been blowing everybody's doors off at the last minute with NIL. Like it, until 
yes, we need talent and we need NIL money. I, I, I recommend Crimson Cream NIL uh, very heavily. I, I, I've been contributing monthly myself. But it's until we see that just buying a bunch of players ends up with a championship – I will I will let kids go to Missouri and win nine games or whatever. Like I'll let that happen. That's fine. I think Just, I always I, had. I'd a rather problem. have them there than Texas. I'll I, tell you I, that much. Yeah, I think I always had a problem with the uh, the nerdy kids who got daddy's credit card. You know, that maybe that's yeah. Maybe oh, well, that's well, a problem for me. Maybe that's a problem for me individually. Probably need a little bit of counseling. But that's how I'm feeling today. And Drake, are you ready to take up arms and march on Columbia right now yeah, after I, this show? I, I mean, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit off the air before the show. I'm it's old like, enough. I've got a musket, man, that I can carry <laughs> with me. Uh, you got uh, loads of uh, gunpowder on on the disposal for it. Yeah, I mean, the thing for me is they went and win 10 games. But if you look at the, the SEC overall this year, it was down aside from Bama and Georgia. They lost to the best two teams that they played this year. And I was trying to pull up the 2024 schedule for Mizzou. I don't know what it looks like. It's actually scale. pretty easy as far as, as SEC far schedules as, go. And they yeah. won because they had a good kicker as well who uh, made some clutch field goals for them. So good for Missouri. They won 10 games. They yeah. won 10 games. Yeah. So they are. What was their best win, Drake? Their best win was probably Tennessee. Yeah, the K State Tennessee or K State. Tennessee, K State. K State doesn't look as good right now. We got to get to a break. It's my fault. I'm going crazy over this stuff. But if you want to meet <laughs> Ref Army in the parking lot after the show and march on Columbia, we can do it at uh, 2 p.m. today. How long's the trip to Columbia? Been a while. That little bandbox freaking stadium they have too. Clown head coach. Yeah, I mean, jeez. All right, we got to take a break. I'll settle down. Is are we taking a phone call? Oh, okay. I thought that was somebody on the line for us. Thought it was Eli Drinkwitz. Maybe not. All right, stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans. This hour of the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show is brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family owned and operated, and serving the OKC Metro since 2007. For all your heat and air needs, call Lashers at 405-579-3113. All right, welcome back. Steelman and Thune, uh, Parker, again, uh, is doing the uh, later shift today. And uh, we got the Drake in with us as well, the Drake, Drake Dykin, and uh, Travis Davidson with us from uh, Tulsa today. And uh, we're talking what else, mainly Sooner football. By the way, Transfer Portal Updates is always brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift uh, will come personally take a look at your home, full-service roofing and construction company, all types of roofing. They perform all work related to storm damage, 25 years of experience, and they have renovated over 350 houses. Transfer Portal updates again, sponsored by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Before we get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, the Sooners now have five who have arrived through the portal. Spencer Brown, offensive lineman, Michigan State. Deion Burks, wide out from Purdue. Des Malone, the DB from San Diego State. Samuel Franklin, running back, Tennessee Martin. And yesterday, Bauer Sharp, tight end, southeastern Louisiana. A new offer. Yesterday, Travis Davids, Davidson, uh, Anton Junkaj, or Junkaj, and I, I just looked this up this morning. It took me twenty minutes to find a pronunciation. I'm just, I'm just glad blew. you. Uh, I'm glad you went first on Dude, it. Dude, I'm telling you, it took me twenty minutes to find it. Anton Junkaj, 
the defensive end from Albany is yeah. the latest offer for OU. What I mean, he was the FCS sack leader. 15. Um, All-American first team. Um, he entered the portal, I believe, yesterday. And so far, just after entering the portal yesterday, he's picked up offers from Boston College, Arizona, Arizona State, Indiana, Kansas, A&M, OU, Arkansas, Houston, and Oklahoma State. So one day in Albany, of course, uh, uh, those of you football fans uh, know, that's where Jared Verse came from. The Great Danes of Albany. So, Anton Junkaj, again, defensive end from Albany. Do we know anything? Uh, are we expecting next? Maybe Geno Vandermark, uh, Fabechi Nawalu from North Texas. What are we thinking? Uh, Fabechi, I think, ends up a sooner. Uh, it, it just – that one seemed I, – I know there's nothing that's a sure thing in this era of college football, Steely, but, I mean – Seth Luttrell recruited him to North Texas. He gets in the portal. He was a freshman All-American. We have a glaring need at the position that he plays. He's very good at the position he plays. He was a freshman All-American at guard. So that's a guy that can get back with the guy that recruited him when he was head coach at North Texas and Seth Luttrell, who happens to be the OC here with one of the best developmental, maybe the best developmental offensive line coach in the country, stays close to home, uh, or at least, you know, close to North Texas area, right? So uh, he's familiar with the area. I, I think that one's a slam dunk. Uh, as far as uh, the other, Michigan State is is trying to keep him, trying, at, trying their darndest to keep him. Um, so... I still think he ends up at OU, but Michigan State is trying hard. But I think, I mean, we've got in the portal, we've got five day one difference makers, day one contributors so far through the portal. I think we probably take five more. I think we take five more, and and at least four of those are in the trenches. So uh, I think we've we've been we've been making good progress. I think getting both of those offensive linemen would put a bow on your offensive line recruiting in the portal. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, as I've always said, they need to get Geno Vandermark because you get an OU Geno. What it is. You know, we need another OU Geno. All right. Why don't we get to uh, – we've got Wallace Marsh coming up at 1235 uh, on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. So, Trav, why don't we get to as many texts as we can because, as you would expect, the texts are rolling in big time. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're fired up today. A lot of Chris McClellan, a lot of obviously Mizzou talk, a lot of Caden Green talk. Um, people saying the Casey pipeline is now broken. Uh, can that be fixed? Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot going on, no doubt about it. So I'll load some of these onto the prep page, and uh, we'll start to get after them. You know, the thing is that is maybe the the concern that I think some Sooner fans have because Williams Winery. And uh, now Caden Green, you've done very well with the Lee Summit Pipeline. But, you know, in Missouri, we were looking at their schedule. You know, they're, they're going to be pretty decent next year. We'll see, you know, if they can reel off 10 wins again. But the schedule in terms of an SEC schedule is not the most imposing one out there. Certainly uh, not as difficult as Oklahoma. So the Sooners need to go to Columbia and take care of business against Missouri is what they need to do. Yeah. All right. You want to get some texts? Yeah, sure. Sure. We've got uh, um, Les says, with the KC pipeline now broken, should we worry about PJ? And keep in mind, you can uh, interact with the show uh, by texting the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That number is 405-651-3439. 
Go ahead and save that in your phone as the KREF text line. Uh, but as far as Les is concerned about PJ, I don't think we should. Uh, I think he's, you know, it. anything can happen, of course, as we saw with Caden Green. But I think PJ might have entered by now after Caden entered. I mean, that's obviously a guy that, that people want. That's a five-star recruit. But PJ's a guy, especially coming from Nigerian royalty, I don't expect to really move on. He's got a bright future, really good relationship with um, Brent Venables, really good relationship with Bates and Chavis and those guys, and has shown no signs of any problems. I mean, we haven't even heard of, like you, you started to hear things of, oh, well, the Green family wanted to go back and negotiate a couple of times, uh, you know, about their, you know, NIL payments and this, that, and the other. You haven't heard anything about that from a guy like P.J. Adebore, so I think you should be fine. As far as the KC pipeline is concerned, it it may not be a pipeline per se, but I still think OU is going to recruit Missouri really well. I think they're going to recruit Kansas really well. Jamar Mosey's there, right? So yeah. that's always an advantage for Oklahoma. doesn't mean the Sooners are going to get everybody. doesn't mean that Oklahoma's going to get every lease on a North prospect, but, uh, you know. Uh, this was disappointing. Yeah, I'd be very surprised on PJ's status as well. They love him. He's got a chance to be an All-American at Oklahoma. I expect him to have a really, really good year. But, you know, as I say that, I'm also in the back of my mind thinking, you know what? Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> Nothing surprising you know? for sure. But and you can't treat the Caden Green thing as a as the rule and not the no, exception. No, you're right. And January 3rd is the last day of the portal. Now, there will be uh, portal announcements uh, after January 3rd, but that is, uh, that's the next date you need to be thinking about. And, of course, tomorrow is National Signing Day. We will have Brent's uh, presser, which is scheduled for right around 1030 tomorrow, right here on the ref. And the Sooners, their class looks outstanding. We'll talk about this a little bit more in detail later on. Uh, number five on 247, number six on Rivals, number eight on three. And, again, uh, Brent Venables and staff putting together another outstanding recruiting class as well. We'll see. Dominic McKinley, uh, we're hearing maybe not until the uh, the later signing period, maybe in February. But bottom line is Oklahoma's bringing in an outstanding class, and you'll hear all about it tomorrow right here on The Ref. All right. Thanks again to Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. For all your heating and air needs, they are the place to call, 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Home comfort you can trust from Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Break time right here. We are uh, due to speak with uh, Wallace Marsh, Sooner Super Booster, and big time producer now as well. We'll do that when we get back here on the Ref. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. We are back. I want to remind everybody again, transfer portal updates presented by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. All right, we have a big-time Sooner on the line. This man has contributed a lot of money to the University of Oklahoma. He's living the sweet life on Saturdays, and Travis is in the suite now. He gained access. He got the access code. And I am talking about the one and only Wallace Marsh joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Great Sooner, good dude. And uh, Wallace is a very, very bright individual. And uh, you and I kind of grew up in the same Sooner era, 
Switzer 70s, on into the 80s. You were at OU in the 80s. I was at OU in the 80s. And uh, it was a different day and age in college football. Wallace, I remember our conversation a few years back when all this stuff was happening. We're like, man, what's going to happen to college football? So I just want to get your take on the current state of college football. And then I want to talk about your production that you're working on, The Wishbone. But uh, how are you feeling these days about the sport we love so much? You know, Mike, I've tried. And, hey, Travis, um, good, to, good to hear your voice as well. Um, Mike, I got really angry um, years ago when they talked about Jadavion Beyond Clowney maybe sitting out and Christian McCaffrey sat out. I mean, I went through years of being angry in the bowl season, and it's still it's disappointing. I wish that the college bowl season and the college off season didn't coincide, but they do. Um, you know, it's really watching bowl games. I keep on saying, oh, "I'm not going to watch." Of course, I'm going to watch. Do I wish that all the good players played? Or not the good players, but, you know, the seniors? Of course I did. But I've sort of adapted. I, I'm, I think what's going to happen is going to people are going to get what they've wanted and they're not going to like it. I think once you go to the 12-team playoff, I think you're going to see a lot less, a lot fewer bowl games. You're going to see uh, less games. People may say more quality. But if you're like you and I, we enjoyed those bowl matchups from the old days. So, I'm trying not to be an angry old man. I'm disappointed. The portal confuses me still. Um, I'd just say that I'm just highly frustrated, but I still watch the games. Right. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely you have to shift, you know, how you watch the sport. And by and, the way, uh, Wallace, Travis, you guys know that I play the old, old the angry old man role here, so we got that covered, all right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun going uh, back and forth between different uh, hosts, sharing uh, some airtime with different hosts. And uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely you hold the mantle on that for sure. But, um, you know, Wallace, you sent me some the other day, the uh, the boss with Peyton Manning uh, as Peyton was dressed up uh, in Boz's uh, famous, famous look. Right. Uh, what do you think? And I know this has been, you know, a common question and his name is brought up on the, on the famous what ifs, but what would it have been like with the Boz in the NIL era? And then as you've, you know, gone on to, you know, produce, you know, 30 for 30 with him, about him, what do you think that looks like, you know, differently oh, in 2023? Brian would have made more money in the NIL than he made playing for the Seahawks. Yeah, no doubt. He was. He was the first Sooner that had his own press conferences. He was he was making right guard commercials right after he got drafted. I mean, he would have – people just don't remember how big he was. I mean, he, he made a he, – he threw out his shoulders. career was over, and he's going to Hollywood making movies stone cold. He would have – I don't care who's got the biggest NIL deal right now. Brian Bosworth would have been 5 it would have been crazy for him. It would have, Wallace. And uh, you know what it was like, the buzz when he arrived on campus, crew cut and everything. And I remember in the early scrimmages, man, who's this missile that's just crushing everybody? It was Brian Bosworth. And then he came back. What Brian had was a tremendous business sense. Uh, you know, the buzz on social media, if he was, you know, 18, 21 years old right now, would be crushing it on social media. Clearly, he's in a different phase of his life, but uh, Boz was not only a great football player, but he had a great creative sense and mind about him about how he could market himself even in college. And 
take advantage of that, uh, you know, right after he was done at OU. He gave people, he knew what people wanted. He was a fan. Everybody always forgets, but he was a huge college football fan when he was a kid growing up. And he knew what he wanted. Um, you know, everybody talks about the merchandise now. He was the guy that made those Bozo, you know, T-shirts when he, he started all that. that John that Elway, field, too, uh, right? John Elway. Yeah. yeah and, Brian, and Brian, you know, his guys were outside the stadium selling those Bozo shirts. And everybody in the stands were wearing them. And Brian, <laughs> that was his company. There, there's a, we were talking about it a moment ago with this um, um, Peyton Manning deal, um, Brian's on social media now, Peyton goes and gets a boss cut, and then they're selling merchandise, T-shirts, and stuff like that. But um, he was ahead of his day, and not only that, he didn't get a piece of it. He bought the material, and he manufactured the shirts. He cut out the middleman. He was he was 35 years ahead of his time. Man, I, uh, I, I want to move the conversation over to something a, a little bit more fun. So in, in 2016, uh, you know, the Sooner basketball team came down to see you uh, in your neck of the woods down there in Houston, Texas, uh, when they played in the Final Four. Uh, we're on our best start since that team, uh, off to a 10-0 start as we take on North Carolina tomorrow night. Uh, you know, compare this team to kind of some of the some of the teams back uh, when you were at OU, and what you think kind of the, the the future looks like for Porter and his squad. You know, it's it's hard to compare uh, generationally, different eras, things like that. Um, when I got to campus, Wayman Tisdale just left, and so we were trying to find our way after Wayman. Our eighty five, eighty six teams were really were really good. That that tremendous UNLV game, um, which was legendary and. and President Horton told all the students to go pack it, and we did. Um, these Porter teams, they they kind of remind me of that 85-86 Billy Tubbs Billy Ball. Before Stacey King, just every player just going out there and just busting their tails and trying to do whatever it, it, it can to get the W. That's, that's what this team it, – it's fun to watch. It's extremely fun to watch. And Porter Moser, he is a charismatic, charismatic human being. When he walks into a room, it's like a spotlight's on him. So it, it doesn't. It's not surprising me that he's having the success that he's having right now. Wallace Marsh is our guest, uh, big time Sooner booster, Sooner alum, loves Oklahoma football and all Oklahoma sports. And I want to talk to you a minute about Wishbone. But I want to remind everybody if you if you haven't followed Wallace on Twitter slash X, you can do so at Wallace W A L L I S Marsh. Just like you would think it's spelled M A R S H, but it's at Wallace W A L L I S Marsh. He's a great dude, great follow, and a, a big time Sooner contributor as well. Okay, so uh, the wishbone is coming out now. Is this going to be an SEC story? Is that where that's going to be placed? Yes, it is. I okay. actually I talked to Chip Reeves three days ago. He's um, we worked together on Brian and the Boss. He's actually the director of Wishbone. It is going to premiere in June, SEC Media Days, and he awesome. thinks that it, he did um, Five Slamma Jamma. He thinks this could be his masterpiece. So it's an ESPN film. It's um, the SEC storied is the franchise, and he just we were talking about it. He said Wallace. It, it's like you know he doesn't have to convince me. He's like Barry Switzer is going to be a star after this. Comes Barry, out. He Barry's said, he's still got it, doesn't he? <laughs> Wallace, when I first heard about this, yes. I was so excited about it. You said June Wishbone SEC story right around SEC Media Days. You know, we're all more nostalgic for 
the stuff that we grew up with. Uh, you know, Wishbone Sooners football, the music that we liked, the movies that we watched. We're a little more nostalgic for that stuff. But to me, I still – the Wishbone offense was so exciting. The Sooners loaded it with great players. It's kind of like Emery Ballard was the was the father, but Switzer perfected it, took it to a completely different level. And I know you've got interviews with a ton of Sooners, correct? Oh, Thomas Lott's uh, – Thomas Lott, J.C. Watts, uh, Joe Washington, Greg Pruitt, all the greats. Uh, um, Jamel Holloway throwing into the 80s when Jamel ran the wishbone. Marcus Dupree, we broke the bone for him. Dean Blevins. Um, but Coach Switzer is the – he is – yes, he, he talks about how in 1960, 1970 they'd had – Steve Owens was the was the offense for two years. Steve averaged – I think had 345 attempts both those years. In 1970 they were struggling. And he comes to Chuck. I mean, everybody knows the story. Like, they're going to they're gonna fire our butts if we don't do something. And Emory Villard sends him the playbook for the wishbone. And Coach Switzer, he just talks about how he did it. And he had Jack Mildred and convincing Greg Pruitt to go from um, wide receiver to, to, to halfback. And just, you know, the glory of the, of the national championship of 74-75. It, it's just in the footage that they're going to show um, – all the greats, J.C. Watson, late seventies, Thomas Lott, you know, seventy-seven, six, seven, and eight. It's just it, for a Sooner fan, it's maybe a last chance to get uh, a documentary where we can see all these old game highlights. It's just it was a, a dream come true that that I was able to be a, a part of this and just share some of that Oklahoma history that we all we all love. Now, Wallace, I got one more for you. So as all this, you know, as this, you know, special airs and and people get to watch it and a lot of younger fans that didn't experience those times kind of kind of see it for maybe the first time, at least the first time from this perspective, walking away from it after they're done, who do you think? is going to surprise the most people as far as like an underrated in Sooner history. Like when, when, when you think about all the people that kind of made up that era, who gets talked about the least uh, or maybe the most underrated from that era in your opinion? Oh, from the 80s, the 70s and the 80s? Yep. Um, you know, you got to go with the Anthony Phillipses and the Mark Hudsons because Ricky Dixon's in the College Football Hall of Fame. You can't say he's underrated. Tony Casillas, College Football Hall of Fame. Keith Jackson, College Football Hall of Fame. Greg Johnson, everybody forgets our offensive linemen. Mark Hudson, two-time All-American. Anthony Phillips, two-time All-American. Greg Johnson were All-Americans. Uh, Troy Johnson at defensive end. Uh, Stevie Bryan was one of those great captains. Sonny Brown, uh, third all-time OU in interceptions. And the reason he wasn't all-conference is because he started at four different secondary positions. You could just – there's so many guys that – Charles Thompson, great quarterback, played a great game of the Nebraska game in 87 – I could just, I could talk for thirty minutes and it just go on and on and on and on and give so many, so many names. Derek Shepard, Derek uh, Earl Johnson, the '83 um, Bedlam game. I could just <laughs> wind me up. I'm going yeah, on a roll. You can go on forever on that. Mark Hudson, by the way, did score on the fumble Ruski too. Let's not forget that, which was awesome. But uh, an right. Arkansas kid, and the Sooners did well in the state of Arkansas with guys like Mark Hudson and, and Keith Jackson. Hey, Wallace, great to catch up with you. Wish- Can I throw a plug? Yeah, AEW Wrestling Dynamite, they're filming it in Oklahoma City. Jim Ross is now part of the Collision brand. But Jim, um, he's he's healing very well. His medical issues, I think, are in his rearview mirror. Good. I believe he's going to be, be at, at the taping of AEW tonight. Last week I was thrilled. They had uh, the Von Erichs in Texas and Stranglehold, the whole nine yards. So I, I just want to plug that Jim Ross is in town. Um, he'll be 
at the taping for AEW Dynamite. It's not his, his show, but I, he'll probably get some recognition. So just um, want to say hi to Jim. I love him, and, and he's going to start coming back to OU football games regularly next season. He's been working for the last three or four years. Just wanted to say hi to our old friend Jim Ross. Yeah, we all love it. you got to say good old JR. You know, nobody old, ever, it's you always know, good old JR. It's never good old Drake Dykin or good old Wallace Morris, but JR is so <laughs> beloved, it's always good old JR, right? Good old JR, or as, or as Cowboy Bill Watts called him, Rossi. Remember those days back in the Mid-South? Cowboy Bill Watts, another legend. Grew up with watching that dude in action in the ring, too. Wallace, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Oh, I, thank you guys for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see you, brother. At Wallace, W-A-L-L-I-S, Mars. Great Sooner and does a lot for the university and just an overall great dude, too. All right, stay with us. Coming right back. We'll try and get to as many texts as we can right here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join The Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been out to the new Riverwind, nearly 3,000 electronic games, all your favorite electronic games. Plus, they've got a great selection, all your favorite table games as well. So they have the best games, best bars and dining, incredible hotel, best promotions and service. The promotions are always off the charts. Get out and play with your wild card today and get out there this Friday. Take part in the 100K Frosty Fridays drawings when your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. We also also have the 40K Santa Shopping Spree drawing happening this Saturday night. They're giving away $40,000 in cash and bonus play. And Midnight Magic Madness. Get out there on New Year's Eve. Don't forget, if you can, get out and play with your wild card this Sunday because for every five points in your wild card, you're getting 17 times the entries this Sunday by playing with your wild card. You can increase your odds big time. And then be there New Year's Eve from 6 to 1130. Uh, to win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. Those are the preliminary drawings. The grand prize winner is going to win $20,240 in cash, and uh, it's going to be a great night on New Year's Eve as well. We have uh, Ron White in uh, concert, his comedy show Saturday, December 30th at the Showplace Theater, then Midland on New Year's Eve. At the Showplace Theater, we'll bring in the new year in January with Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends in February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. And then in March, Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th, and Jim Gaffigan, Saturday, March 23rd, all at the Showplace Theater. Another reason why Riverwind is the Metro's best casino experience. Voted that way year after year after year after year. All right, Travis, why don't we keep it with us here because I don't want to shortchange anybody in the short time that we have here. But we'll we'll get to the uh, first segment next hour, nothing but text, and we'll try and make it super text-heavy next hour. But, um, again, uh, the news today, Caden Green officially headed to Missouri. We kind of figured it was going to be Oregon or Missouri. It is Missouri. Uh, how you feel it? It doesn't seem like there are going to be any surprises Tomorrow, in terms of the Sooners' uh, recruiting class, and again, Brent's presser, you'll hear live around 10.30 tomorrow right here on The Ref. Really not expecting any any signing day surprises. No, and obviously, obviously that's a good thing. You would like to flip some dudes, but the one guy that you're trying to flip pushed his announcement back, which can only mean good news, right, Steely? It means that you just get – you get more time 
Now, does that mean that OU, you know, has a shot to flip him? I don't know. I, th- I You're think talking do. Dom, Dominic, Dominic McKinley, McKinley yeah. obviously. Like with that, it's it it just extend. It maybe delays the inevitable that he signs with A and M, but at least you get another chance, right? And maybe you're saying, "Hey guys, look, we you know we held off on some things in the portal. You know, we we really want you." Maybe similar to like a David Hicks situation if he ever enters the portal after the bowl game. But like as far as surprises on signing day, I don't think you're gonna get a ton, right? Like. It, that's the Brent Venables style, right? Like, you, if you look at some of these other, you know, teams, you look at Florida specifically, they were the number two overall class in July. Well, I think they're like 20 right now or something like that because they've had eight decommitments and uh, big-time flips. Uh, Xavier, Phil, Sammy obviously just flipped to Texas, the safety. Um, they're talking about lagway flipping. There's all kinds of stuff. But that doesn't happen with Brent Venables near as much because you can't take any more visits. It's really hard to flip if you never go visit another school. Yeah. So, so that's really Brent Venable's uh, approach to recruiting and visit policy and everything like that. It makes for a little bit more of a quote unquote boring early signing day, but more so of just relaxed. You're already in the clubhouse, man. You already got your class. You know who's going to sign. The specials are being filmed as we speak as far as signing day, interviews with players, everything like that. You're not having to go down to the last minute to hope that somebody doesn't poach you or pray that you can poach somebody else. Yeah, for the most part, I mean, you've had uh, Ashton Cozart decommitted. Uh, you had uh, Colton Vosick decommitted, Anthony Evans decommitted, the kid, the safety from Florida. Caleb Spencer. Caleb Spencer, and that's pretty much it, right? Had guys that uh, – uh, that visited other schools, and and obviously we were told, well, you know, the coaches know about it, they're fine. Well, they end up flipping. So the the policy is, if you're willing to take visits to other schools, we don't. I mean, Brent Venables doesn't consider you fully committed, you know, per se. So I mean, we, this year we've only have uh, the Danny uh, Saili. Uh, the defensive lineman, the big old defensive lineman uh, uh, from Hutchinson Community College that went to BYU, and then Dozy Azukama went to TCU. Other than that, that's right. Dozy though was kind of didn't you feel like maybe that was you can't really process a commitment, but it kind of felt like that was yeah. was a situation there. Yeah. All right, with Travis Davidson, we got the Drake Drake Dykin with us on this uh, Tuesday. Parker in a little bit later on today. Appreciate you guys. We are going to get to texts. All right, at the top of the hour, if you've been sending them in. Copy and paste them back. We'll try and answer as many as we can. We appreciate Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our number one, as always, 405-579-3113. Tuesday, right here on the home of Sooner fans, we have another hour to go. And again, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, we are jumping into hour number two. Actually, uh, really three men talking today with the Drake here. Drake is uh, Drake will chime in here every now and then. The Dykin. By the way, I've got a great idea for an NIL opportunity, uh, Travis Davidson. I, I don't know if you heard the story the other day. I, well, yeah, I think you did, right? 
we need a celebrity cage match between Drake Dyken and Sonny Galloway. We can sell out like McCaslin Field House. Everybody pays. I don't know. That's a $50 ticket to me. And uh, we might pack that place and really get some NIL dollars rolling in. What do you think? You might get tens of people in there. Tens of people, somewhere in that range. Now, the story was told yesterday that Sonny Galloway was on his way to the station, yeah, allegedly, that's right. to uh, to take care of business with Drake Dykin. And that's right. He was going to stuff Drake in a locker, but it never happened. Because uh, What yeah. did you say in the background? Well, that's an open line. <laughs> and he heard it? Uh, something, something of that avail. Uh, yeah. No. It it, it is... Uh, the funny thing about that is that the guy that was on the other side of the glass at the time, uh, while all this was going on, was PJ Mills, who's one of my really good friends in life. After working with him, for PJ's a, long time. a good dude. He's an excellent dude, and uh, <laughs> uh, PJ basically said uh, after that, uh, whenever it turned out, like, oh well, he was driving up here to come. Uh, confront you, Drake, was the way that was. Uh, PJ told was me. pulling the John PJ, Snow. Was PJ, he pulling the PJ John was Snow? Like, <laughs> he would have never gotten to you, Drake. It's it's not an issue. So oh, yeah, uh, a cage match. You know what? If you are able to fill out McCaslin, I'll consider it. There you go. There you go. You could just do the rope a dope, dance around the <laughs> ring, do the rope a dope like That's Ollie right. did. That's right. I am a dope, so why not? Travis, uh, I think we should probably go to the text line because the text line has been busy and we just got so super busy. Uh, it was so good to talk to Wallace and get his take on things and uh, hear about the wishbone deal is going to be awesome. Can't wait to see that. But what do you say we get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? 405-651-3439. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we, we've already got some questions uh, about Wallace Marsh's Twitter handle. I think the I think where people might be getting hung up is Wallace is spelled in this context as W A L L I S, right? Yeah, not like William Wallace. Um, do Wallace Marsh? So search that in Twitter, you will find it. So from the four o five, says there is always a surprise or two on signing day. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure if there will be any OU surprises uh, simply because. Um, we've got a big class, man. Got a really big class. And if you want to have Dominic McKinley join it, you know, you're looking at 27, 28 guys in this class. Brent Venables consistently wants to take big high school classes. And this, there's no exception for this. Um, Blue of Green Country says that JR could be the announcer for this cage match. I love so, it. I love it. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, Peyton Bowen was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, was, you talk about crazy! Holy cow! That was worth about three or four surprises, oh, right there. Oh my right? gosh! Yes, I can remember being at Balfour, and the Peyton Bowen uh, decision came down, and people were not happy. They loved Balfour, but they were not happy with that decision. And then we were out at Riverwind when the flip happened, and you know the story started circulating. Well, the paperwork's not sent yet. And then it happened. What a what a wild day that was. Well, I re- I remember that day. Sorry, Traps. I remember that day because I was doing the signing day presser for OU, and immediately as I'm doing the close, 
Mike Hout goes up to Brenton Venables because of the commitment for Peyton Bowen happened while BV was at the podium uh, talking to the media. So he had no idea what actually happened. And the first thing that he gets told whenever he walks away from the podium is Mike Houck saying he picked Oregon. And just And the, the look was what? Disbelief, anger was, was it was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then they just walk away on their merry way. But yeah, that and that drama of Peyton Bowen and the, the him not putting the correct time whenever he signed and that's the loophole that he gets to end up at Oklahoma. Just well, is there at Travis? Is there ever going to be a bigger surprise though than Travis Hunter ending up at uh, with Prime? Um, I don't think. Do we? Because he was the number surprise? one. He was the number one player in the nation at the time. They were at, at the, Jackson State at the time. Now it doesn't seem like it doesn't it, seem but like it. Now. He goes to an HBCU as the number one player in the country, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the people. I mean, I know that Jantry Williams, uh, you know, had had was being recruited very heavily and, and was considering uh, early, you know, prime and not committing to there. But he, he was definitely entertained by it or, or intrigued by it. Uh, a lot of the top defensive backs in the country, I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty, you know, salty sales pitch to say, hey, look, I'm especially when he was at HBCU, he said, hey, come play at an HBCU, come play for who many consider the greatest defensive back of all time. Like, and, and, and the NIL money specifically for one player can get to be pretty big. So I wasn't crazy surprised by that. I think the Peyton Bowen surprise, it was the biggest of the cycle for sure, because it's just the, all the wildness that went along with it, right? I mean, I was, I was on air when we thought he was going to Oregon when he picked. And so I had to deal with the text line, you know, burning down. And then when he's flipped, I wasn't on air that day. So I didn't even get to revel in all the joy. Same. I mean, I was like, man, could y'all start doing this uh, on, on days that I happen to be covering? Hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow as I uh, fill in, uh, as Parker drops in from time to time from 2 to 3 on Locked In, uh, it being signing day. But, yeah, I think I'm never shocked when Dion gets a defensive back to commit. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and, and I think, again, what you're talking about, it was more they were signing with uh, with Dion, obviously, than Jackson State. And maybe there was this thought with some of these kids, you know what, uh, Dion could be moving on up. We might be going somewhere else with Dion. Well, and, obviously, that's that's been the case. The, with- thing, the thing that sticks out to me, though, that day is, the disbelief that Parker Thune had on his face that day whenever he walked in, whenever Travis Hunter signs with Jackson mm-hmm. State, that's, that is enough for me to say this was not something – yet the sales pitch, I understand, Travis, but there is a huge difference between acknowledging – yeah, the sales pitch is great – between that and him ending up at a Georgia – or a Alabama, Clemson, any of these top-tier defensive schools that were going after him hard in that recruiting cycle, and him ending up at, at HBCU, it's it was an enormous shock. Yeah, I think he might have also known that uh, Dion was not long for the HBCU ranks, yeah. uh, and yeah. thought, hey, uh, whenever I whenever Dion goes somewhere, who knows? At the time, I think people were saying, man, Florida State should hire Dion if Norvell doesn't work out, or or you know maybe somebody else. You never know what coaching uh, you know vacancies will arise. I think Travis Hunter knew he was going to be uh, out of town on the first thing smoking once uh, Dion took another job, and also a lot of these guys they think to themselves, look, 
I'm so good, I can make the NFL from anywhere. And Travis Hunter is one of those dudes. Uh, obviously, two-way player. We'll see if his body can hold up with Dion playing him for 400 snaps a game. Um, it already hasn't, but hopefully he remains healthy. Uh, I, the text line, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439 from the 405, says, is it possible to get a complete Travis Davidson breakdown on Danny Okoye's performance? For those of you that uh, are unaware, Danny Okoye, as well as Michael Boganowski, um, they participated in the U.S. Army Bowl last he, night he, in he, Texas. Uh, he caused havoc is basically the main thing you could say, right? Yep. He was, I mean, the knock on Danny from some people that didn't get him, uh, namely Texas media, are saying, well, he, he's a homeschool kid, so he doesn't play the competition, so of course he looks dominant. Guys, he went out there, and and he was dominant. I mean, he was playing on special teams. Uh, he was a havoc on defense. There was one one play that he won't get credit for because it was a pick six, so it won't show up on the stat sheet, but maybe his most impressive play is uh, he beats the tackle, gets around, smokes the quarterback, and uh, drives him into the ground. The quarterback kind of flings the ball forward directly into one of Danny's teammates' hands, yep. and it goes for the pick six. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, the final stat line people might look at and say, oh, you know, he had a really good game. But seeing him, you know, drive a quarterback into the ground and force a pick six, that stuff is big time. He was getting around the edge, just play after play, getting after running backs. I was actually kind of shocked he wasn't MVP, and, and he – he told me this morning that he was he was a little disappointed. He was like, man, I was going for that MVP. But it, the thing is, he showed to everybody and anybody that had any uh, any doubts, any lingering doubts that he could play at a 6A level or, you know, that he was just, you know, the home school just isn't the same. No, this dude can play with anybody in the country in any state in the country. Yep. Michael Boganowski, pretty good showing as well last night in, <sighs> yeah. uh, in the uh, U.S. Army Bowl. All right. You want to get one more in? Then we'll break. Um, sure, sure. Let's get another one in. Um, let's see. You know, a, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the conversation is about NIL, is about, uh, money, but Jay in Tulsa, great texter, says, hey guys, how about some discussion on the mass exodus at Muleshoe University? I love it. It's glorious. Tackett Curtis. Yep. Tackett Curtis, uh, for those Monty of you Monty Jackson. Know, Malachi? Big time linebacker. Uh, he was he's one of Teddy's favorite players in the country. So uh, big time linebacker, uh, Tackett Curtis. OU's linebacker room's pretty full, but people are still asking. Yeah, that, that's the one thing. It's like, yeah. hey, anybody does he like covered wagons? I'm like, look, Brian Odom, former OU linebackers coach, was the one that recruited him there. That was a massive win for Brian Odom and USC, especially considering the the Lincoln-Riley defensive reputation. A lot of people looked around and go and, and said, wow, I'm amazed that, you know, a, a linebacker to Tackett Curtis's, you know, pedigree would, would choose that. Well, didn't choose it for long. He's in the portal because Odom uh, is no longer at USC. Uh, a lot of the people think Louisiana State University uh, might get – Tackett because uh, he's from Louisiana. Uh, I'd like to see where Odom ends up. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, Damani Jackson, five-star recruit, his position coach, uh, ended up at Georgia. So we'll see. We'll, we'll monitor that. And then the big one, like you said, Malachi Nelson, the five-star recruit. Now every single quarterback 
that Lincoln Riley has signed as a head coach has entered the portal at mm-hmm. least one time in his career. Yeah, Every crazy. single one. How Going all that? the way back to, to Mordecai. Mordecai and Rattler and Caleb and, and uh, you know, obviously uh, Brock Vandegrift, he was recruited uh, to him there, Malachi Nelson. Um, Chandler Morris is back in the portal for yeah, TCU. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, and, and I'm starting to think more and more, Steely, that, I mean, Lincoln getting the getting the quarterback whisperer title and then some people saying that the only reason that OU was able to land such big quarterbacks was Lincoln Riley. I'm starting people I'm, I'm starting to think more and more people are understanding that no, the reason he was able to was because he was at OU. Mm-hmm. He can land him at USC, but uh Will Howard is what you're trotting into the Big 10 with. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, we got to take a break right here. Uh, hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generator. We appreciate them very much. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep those texts rolling in. Oklahoma Generator. 405-321-6631. Online at okgen.com. You're going to need a generator. Old man winter could deliver a really bad ice storm. You could lose power. Oklahoma Generator, 405-321-6631. Coming right back here on The Ref. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. If you want to eliminate the old man reading glasses like I did, you need to get in touch with my guy, Dr. Bellardo. Usually happens in your 40s. And uh, if you're either farsighted or nearsighted, Dr. B is the guy you need to see. I've known uh, the crew up there for years and years. Totally trust them. Go check them out. See if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. From the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, Dr. Bellardo and that team, they've been the leaders in vision correction for over 20 years now. Call today, 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo himself or go to ALCOK.com. All right, uh, right before we go back to the text line, uh, can you play our uh, Jackson Arnold uh, opener for us, Drake? Uh, We want to talk Jackson Arnold here for just a minute, all right? We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. San Antonio will be Jackson Town coming up in nine days. JFA against the Arizona Wildcats. Jackson was asked recently if he thinks his experience playing in a tough spot in Provo, Utah, where he had to help lead the Sooners to that victory over BYU, will actually help him in this game coming up against Arizona. I mean, right. I mean, I don't know now, but I'm sure when I get into the bowl game, I'll be grateful of my experience in BYU. You know, getting put in in crunch time in a probably not ideal situation. I think it'll be um, be huge for me come bowl game. Um, you know, practice like you, know, you gotta you gotta practice, but you know, as a backup, it does kind of suck a little bit coming out knowing you're not the guy and you're taking less reps. And there's obviously a, a bigger um, excitement level coming out. You know, knowing you're the guy and knowing you're gonna go out and play. There you go. And I think part of that where you hear, you know, when you're the backup, it does kind of suck, knowing you're not going to get as many reps. That's why Dylan Gabriel is at Oregon right now. All right? Uh, The Sooners had a plan, Travis, to 
DG, you know, two years, then it's Jackson Arnold's time. And, and look, Dylan played really well, didn't get the draft grade he was quite expecting, and he's now out of Oregon. And Jackson, it's time uh, for the Jackson Arnold era to begin in Norman. And uh, it, it really kind of officially starts, it feels like, in this bowl game. Yeah, and it's I'm, – I'm glad it didn't get muddied up, if you will, right, because I think that – we were we had talked about a conversation or we had talked about a scenario that maybe Dylan Gabriel you know waits to make his decision until after the bowl game you know he's taking the the one reps this like well now Dylan Gabriel off to Oregon and Jackson Arnold gets the one reps and there's no confusion it's very clean steely and that's what i like about it when there's a leader in a room it's it's good that there's no questioning who that leader is and Jackson he seems ready. If you remember, Mike, last year a lot of the national talking heads were saying, oh, I wonder if, uh, you know, Jackson Arnold's going to overtake Dylan Gabriel during his freshman year. Who knows? Like a lot of the national guys really high on Jackson Arnold. Obviously Elite 11 MVP, National Gatorade Player of the Year, five-star, consensus five-star, five-star plus as some places call them. Uh, he's ready, man. Uh, he's ready and Really excited to see what he's going to do in this bowl game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And look, he might struggle a little bit, but he's going to make some great throws. And the bottom line is uh, you're going to clearly, as we all know, a better conference. And Dylan Gabriel had, I thought, really a great, uh, not a great, but a really, really good second year as the Sooners QB. But Jackson Arnold can still make a lot of throws that Dylan Gabriel can't. Bottom line. And uh, let's see. Uh, Arizona, I know, you know, you talk about the team that wants it more a lot of times in the bowl game, and this is this is a big game for Arizona. In fact, let's play the uh, Jed Fish comment about the bowl mentality for Arizona. Now, look, Brent, I think, does a good job getting his team ready, and they'll, I'm not saying they're not going to know, they're, you know, not going to show in San Antonio in nine days, but here is what uh, Jed Fish said about, you know, his squad and their bowl mentality. We'll, uh, we'll do our best to make it an incredible experience. We obviously – we only have eight players on our roster that's ever played in a bowl game, and uh, that's out of 110 players. So, And all eight of them are transfers. So this is a brand-new experience for a majority of our team. It's a brand-new experience for our players. So we want to make sure that our players understand it is a privilege to play in a bowl game. It is a celebration um, of a job well done. But uh, in the end, uh, we're here to play a football game. Uh, we're here to play a football game against a team that's historically won seven national championships. So we understand and recognize this great challenge, and we're going to try to balance the challenge of competition with the balance of joy. And uh, during that time, hopefully we can get them both done. There you go. Jed Fish, man, that guy's impressive. They're on a six-game winning streak and uh, playing some pretty solid football. What do you think about, you know, for Oklahoma, this is kind of old hat. Yeah, it's a bowl. We're in the Alamo Bowl. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, uh, we saw what happened against, you know, Dan Mullins, a depleted Florida squad, and he, of course, whined about it afterwards. But what do you think about this matchup in terms of uh, the mentality of both teams coming in? We're nine days out, but what's your thought there? Well, I think it's. I think he's great. First of all, uh, I mean, he's been very complimentary of OU, with, with the historical perspective added to it, and the experience perspective added to it. I mean, you think of how many people on their roster versus our roster have been to a bowl game, 
I mean, it's it's pretty dramatic. I mean, obviously the the give a rip meter might might favor them a touch because mm-hmm. of you know the expectations around the pro around both programs. Now, I do trust Brent Venables to get his guys up, and I do think Jackson Arnold, you know, adds a lot of intrigue and you know the desire to not you know let him down his his other teammates to do that. But Steely, these bowls, yeah. There are, man, there are a lot of things that go along with them, right? Like you show up, you've got obviously your your gifts in your room. You've got to go to you know certain dinners. You've got to go to different pep rallies that have been set up. You've got to go to you know signings, or you got to go to you know whatever, right? Like it is a full schedule, and if you haven't done that before, it might distract you a little bit. It might wear you out a little bit. And I think that's where OU's experience is going to really come in because I think your guys like Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman and Ethan Downs and and these guys like I, I think they're going to look at it and be like, hey guys, look, like don't get wrapped up in that stuff. You look at even the the Texas game this year, right? What what did Danny say, Steely, when he was on with Pat McAfee talking about uh, the movie they usually watch on a Friday night? No movie this year before OU Texas had to get locked in and. Little things like that make me look at this bowl game and think, okay, the the leaders on this team are going to make sure that they're ready to play. Yeah, and you look at Arizona once they went to Noah Fafita at quarterback. It you know everything kind of changed. They had played the Deloria kid, you know, early in the season. Uh, they reeled off six straight victories. They beat uh, ranked teams. Washington State was ranked at the time. They fell apart down the stretch. But Oregon State was ranked at the time. UCLA was ranked at the time. They beat Utah. Utah was ranked 22nd. Keep in mind, they should have won that game. If it weren't for Caleb Williams, they would have won over Muleshoe out in the Coliseum. And they played Washington very tough, man, too. Barely lost that one. So this will be an Arizona team with some confidence and some momentum heading into this game. We're nine games uh, nine days out of the uh, matchup happening down in San Antonio in the Alamo Bowl. And tomorrow, National Signing Day. We'll have it covered for you right here on the rep. Brent's uh, presser is going to happen about 1030. We'll carry it for you live. Sooners hope to have everything wrapped up by that time. And Brent will meet the media and talk about uh, the recruiting class, which is another top 10 uh, recruiting class for Brent Venables and company right here tomorrow. You'll hear it on the ref. Okay, let's break right here. Back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we return. 405-651-3439. Keep those texts rolling in. We'll get to a bunch of them next segment right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Steelman and Thune without Thune. He'll be in here in a little bit, though. We've got Travis Davidson with us and uh, the Drake running the show for us. Good to have you with us here on a Tuesday, 405-651-3439. Want to remind you, Riverwind, December, so many opportunities to win. They're giving away $315,000 in cash and bonus play in addition to the millions that they'll give away in jackpots that they do every month. They have nearly 3,000 electronic games now. They've got all of your favorite table games as well. They've got a world-class poker room, off-track betting. You have a Skyloft gaming area upstairs now attached right to the uh, the hotel 
uh, which is right there uh, next to the casino. And all you have to do is walk the Sky Bridge right there to the Skyloft Gaming Area. They have an Oasis Gaming Area as well, smoke-free. The newly renovated Riverwind looks unbelievable. Great dining options. Uh, the food court's been redesigned. They've got new stuff there. You're not going to miss the game. They've got uh, you can watch any game there as well now. It's really nice. Uh, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the River Buffet, so many dining options as well, and a great gift shop. There's always something happening at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Great promotions and a great new look as well. If you haven't been out there, you need to get out there and uh, go win yourself a nice jackpot, eat well, see a show at the Showplace Theater. We've got great shows happening. Ron White, uh, December 30th, Midland on uh, New Year's Eve, Sunday, December 31st, and then uh, Early in 2024, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy in January, Air Supply, Scotty McCreary in February. And then in March, a couple great comedians, Jay Leno, March 15th, and Jim Gaffigan, March 23rd, only at Riverwind Casino. They're awesome. All right, Trav, why don't we get, uh, let's hit that text line up. People met probably frustrated with the old man. We've just got so much stuff going on. You know, you think, uh, well, you get a little break. You used to between the uh, the end of the uh, regular season, whether, whether it was the conference championship or not, you got a little bit of time off before the bowl game came around. Now with the portal, you know, and now with signing day now in December. Uh, and our signing day stuff, again, we'll have for you tomorrow right here on The Ref, including Brent's presser right around 1030. Yeah, we've got, uh, again, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. This one comes to us from the 615, Steely. That's Tennessee, really? for those of you uh, who, who are unaware. That's SEC country mm-hmm. over there, Steely. This so, text means more, clearly. It means more. Any chance we get Casey Thompson as a one-year rental for QB2? Uh, for those of you unaware, Casey Thompson uh, went to collect all of the nearly all of the OU rival Infinity Stones uh, as he ended up at <laughs> Texas and Nebraska yep. uh, while his father played at Oklahoma. FAU um, for him. Have we heard any news on him? Have you seen anything? No, FAU. He was playing for Tom Herman down there yeah, uh, there for a bit. But, yeah, haven't heard any news on him. I know a lot of people, you know, I, I think I think people are kind of split on it. Uh, for the most part, as far as just wanting a QB2 in the portal, because I personally think Michael Hawkins will join them for bull practices. He'll, he's obviously an early enrollee. Uh, Michael Hawkins Jr. tore it up for Frisco Emerson this past year. Um, you've got General Booty that's been in the system now going into his third year. He's been running scout team. Davis Bevel has FBS experience. He was brought in to be a backup two years ago. Um, so... And then you've also obviously got Brandon Zerbrug in that room too. So you've got four guys in that room that uh, have either college football experience, uh, OU system experience, or they're very talented true freshmen that are coming in. And one of them is uh, getting an, the earliest jump possible on getting used to the system with Seth Luttrell and, and, and the rest of the players, everything like that. Already knows a lot of the players. Michael Hawkins was very involved in some recruitment. But – I just don't I don't think Steely you you need a QB2 through the portal because I think you're going to end up getting more of the same. I I don't think that anybody of quality that is worth spending NIL money on will come to Oklahoma if they know they won't be given a chance to compete for the starting role 
and they will have to fight off four people for the backup role. You've got a second portal period, too, after spring, right? Let's say Michael Hawkins, you said, early in role probably going to have some bowl practices, definitely going to go through spring. Maybe, look, the kid's got ability. There's no doubt. He's a great run-pass threat. But maybe you think, well, maybe not quite where he needs to be uh, at this juncture, and then maybe you could address that again if you wanted to. But my guess is what you're saying is they're probably going to roll with what they have. Well, and, and if, if we remember, Steely, um, I certainly do because my first day on these airwaves were the day that was the day that General Booty was here on an official visit. And my first day of radio was the easiest day of radio all time because the text line just uh, made booty jokes oh, for yeah. three hours. Absolutely. I was like, man, this, this, gig's, <laughs> this gig's great. So, But that being said, Steely, if we think back to two years ago, it was Nick Evers who was in that class, right, that first class. And they went, because keep in mind, Chandler Morris should have been on the roster at that time. He was in the portal. Caleb Williams should have been on the roster at the time. He was in the portal. Spencer Rattler should have been on the roster at the time. He was in the portal. You could even go Tanner, Mo- or you could even go Mordecai. He should have been on the roster theoretically at the time. And he was in the portal. So all four of your, your, your actual high school recruits were all in the portal. So you needed to shore up that room. After the spring, they looked at it and said, look, we need we need to shore up the room. It is what it is. So you had Nick Evers and Dylan Gabriel, and then you went and added two quarterbacks in Davis Bevel and General Booty. Now, that was a post-spring, hey, look, we need another quarterback. Steely, now, instead of just having Nick Evers and Dylan Gabriel, you have Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins Jr., Brennan Zerbro, General Booty, Davis Bevel. You have five quarterbacks instead of just having two. So if you go through spring and say, man, we may not have the guy – are you better off going out and getting somebody? And mm-hmm. and will you get somebody that's of the quality to step in if Jackson Arnold gets hurt? I would argue that no, that's not the case. And I know Casey Thompson has been a popular name on the text line, on Twitter and all this. I haven't heard a peep out of Casey Thompson or any rumors that Casey Thompson's even interested in coming to Oklahoma to accept a uh, a, a backup role, a guaranteed backup competition not even a guaranteed backup role. So that that's my opinion on it. All right, 405-651-3439. What else do we have? Well, we've uh, um, got some some opinions on Casey Thompson, uh, some, some negative uh, opinions right here. But we've also, K-Dub in the 918, uh, who was calling you Pistol Pete yesterday, says, I'm not frustrated with the old man, Pistol Pete. I mean, Steely is my William Wallace. I will follow him to the depths of Columbia, Missouri with pitchfork in hand. That's right. We are marching on Columbia. I'm not going to take these nerds out there who've never won anything in Columbia, Missouri. Once they got daddy's credit card now, walking around like they're all that, they've never won anything. They had a quarterback who ate his own mucus for crying out loud. All right? We've got a march on Columbia. That game, Schmitty, if you're listening, make sure that they know that the War of Columbia must be won. I don't want to lose those freaking nerds there that all of a sudden think that they're all that. They've got a clown for a head coach. They've never freaking won anything. Two team championships in their athletic athletic department's history. They are arguably the most disappointing Power 5 athletic program in the history of college athletics. 
I mean, Texas A&M would like an argument there. You could throw, but I think the Aggies have more championships than Missouri does. Missouri, now if you're talking about college football, I I get it. But I'm just tired of these Columbia clowns. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But uh, um, S. Rob Booman from the 918 comes through on the text line. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, Oh, man, we already know Davis Bevel can't do the job. Heck, he can't even do mop-up work. And Steely. My my response to that would be that's that's more that's more evidence that we shouldn't take a post spring QB out of the portal because you'll you'll if if you think that about Davis Bevel that's the that's the level of quarterback you will be getting a quarterback that cannot start anywhere in the country because if he wanted to start he like he would go there if like. You can't make it. Would likely be in a spring practice situation, not having to wait that long, too, like you're talking about. Yeah, right. I, th- I think it's more the fact that, you know, really, if you look at all of these guys, are unproven. Now, Jackson Arnold proved something in Provo, and I think he's going to be a superstar personally. I think Michael Hawkins has a chance to be that guy, but we don't know yet. We don't know about Brendan Zerbrug. We've seen Davis Bevel. General Booty's graded NIL opportunities. So there is some uncertainty. There's a lot of talent there, particularly with the first two guys, with JFA and Michael Hawkins. And, again, I believe they're both going to pan out. But there's just, you know, kind of that level of uncertainty. All right, why don't we take a break right here. We've got one more segment to go. Travis Davidson with us in Tulsa. And uh, the Drake is running the show for us today. Parker's going to be in here in a little bit. And uh, Tyler's still vacationing today, correct? Yep, looks like it. Yeah. All right, uh, this this is my favorite Santana song. So good. So good. All right, we've got one more segment happening right here on Steel Man and Thune. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, thanks again to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our second hour here on The Ref. Appreciate them, okgen.com, 405-321-6631. And thanks again to Swiftco Roofing and Construction for all the portal updates, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift and uh, the crew over there, they've got 25 years of roofing and remodeling and construction experience. Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. All right. Let's close it out with as many tweets as we can. Okie okay, Tom, yeah, Sperry's coming too. Yeah, but we're talking specifically about next year's roster at QB. Uh, what do we have from Vinny Paul, Travis? He's always got uh, something interesting. Yeah, Vinny Paul has some uh, concerns about uh, um, Missouri going forward, for sure. Um, and I think those... I think those Missouri concerns are fair. He said uh, a minute ago, Travis doesn't understand. You just you can't just dismiss Mizzou as the Mizzou of old. As long as Drinkwitz is there, they will have to play dirty with Mizzou. He's roping off Mizzou, and it becomes personal for anyone who steps foot trying to recruit in that state. Geographically, OU would be stupid to stop recruiting Mizzou, so this becomes an inevitable situation for OU. It. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you dismiss them at all. Like I said, they've got Daddy's credit card now, and uh, I don't know why he threw PJ in that mix because 
nothing's going on with PJ. But, uh, you know, he was talking about, well, you got to say when Arian Green and Burden moved him, and he threw PJ in there, too. I, it looked like to me. But, uh, yeah, you look, it's a new day and age. Nowadays, you know, the, the alums that you have, it's not supposed to be pay for play. But let's face it, it is. Uh, and Missouri's playing a different ball game Now, the Sooners have a lot of NIL money as well. Like we were talking about earlier, Travis, and you're right. Sometimes you decide whether or not you need to allocate that money or not. But the bottom line is Oklahoma has NIL money. I think people that are treating this as like, well, you just they can't compete with Missouri in the NIL. No, these kids are Missouri kids we're talking about, obviously, at least some at North kids. So we'll see. And, and Missouri, yes, they've got a good amount of talent there. They don't have enough talent to and, – and OU's going to continue to recruit Missouri. Don't get it twisted. Like – but Missouri is not a state where you're like, oh, you cannot win a national title if they don't recruit Missouri. And they're going to go after kids there for sure. Drinkwitz is doing what every coach should try and do. Put up a fence around your state. Louisiana's been doing it a long time with LSU. Or LSU's been doing it with Louisiana. Missouri's going to try and do it with Mizzou. That NIL law obviously has helped him. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. this is the same drink that hasn't accomplished anything at Missouri and just won 10 games for the first time. I think he's, what did he, I don't, I think he had never won more than like eight games or more than seven games up he, until this his point. His job was on the line this year, right. a lot of people thought. And they had a good season. They had a really good season, 10 and 2. They did. No doubt. They they had a really good season. There's no doubt. And But the, it's, Missouri has never done this before, and Drinkwitz has largely failed as a head coach outside of this one year and obviously they're getting some dudes in the portal there's no doubt about it but this may be a Manny Diaz at Oregon situation or I mean really Cristobal at at um, Oregon situation Mm -hmm. where he could recruit with uh, Phil Knight's money left and right but they couldn't win anything yeah like there are a lot of coaches that look like world beaters whenever their collective or their whoever outspends everybody like and then you know they're made to look like the hero all right well it's the same Drinkwitz that that hasn't performed all that well and was on the hot seat going into this year uh we'll see we'll see how it uh, how it continues to go I think it is foolish just as Vinnie Paul says to treat Missouri like the Missouri of old but I also think it's it could be equally as foolish to assume that that doesn't matter at all Mm -hmm. like there's there's a reason that the recruiting rankings from 20 years ago are the same as they are today. Uh, you know, that's still the Alabamas and Texases and Notre Dames and Oklahomas and all that of the world that are still doing that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the con- we'll see if it even matters. Steely, A and M tried to spend their way to winning, and guess what? Now all of their recruits are gone, all of their commits are gone, and all of their coaches are gone. Miami tried to buy everybody, and. What they they haven't had they've had one ten win season in the last twenty years, I mean like they're losing to Middle Tennessee State at home, like, like all of the buying players we still have not seen it matter we still have not seen it turn into championships if the if the playoff in two years Steely is Texas A and M Missouri Miami and I don't know Oregon if that's the playoff in two or three years like at least the final four i do know the playoffs expanding obviously but if those are the final four then yes color me worried until then let's let's stop predicting the future 
JD says Drinkwitz went Drinkwitz went twelve and one at Appy State before going to Missouri. Yeah, we're aware of that. That's how I got the Missouri job. But right, we're talking about specifically about Missouri. People don't think we know what we're doing. I, I guess uh, Big Rich in OKC was he talking about how many people are giving to the Missouri Collective? Was that uh, somebody was saying that they've got so many people giving so much per month? The one thing I will say is if you're a Sooner fan and you're not, you know, you're, you're kind of, man, we got to do more in NIL. Well, you can do some more, right? Crimson and Cream Collective, whatever. Look, I understand if you're on a strict budget, you know, and, hey, honey, you know what? We need to give $100 a month to the OU Collective. That might be a difficult conversation, but you can contribute a little bit. Uh, because, you know, there are a lot of other fan bases that are doing this. And Oklahoma's doing pretty well with NIL. They are. Well, I mean, they, they were reportedly going to make Caden Green one of the highest-paid interior yeah. offensive linemen in the country. But, that's again, that comes back to don't pay $50 for a ham sandwich. Yeah. Big like, Rich, it, you're just double-sending. I just had the information. All right, can we go back on that? Uh, do you have control of that? Uh let me see. 100,000 fans at $25 a month is $30 million a year, and that is conservative amount. Oh, you're talking about the OUNIL. Oh, what could happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big Rich, I'm not, I think you were talking about how it could get to that level that quickly. But apparently Missouri, you know, I'm not sure where all the money's coming from. Uh, people were saying, "Well, it's Anheuser Busch, or aren't they owned by?" Well, they've company? been very, yeah, they've been very creative, and I mean, well, you talk all, about the law where they can get paid yeah. quickly. That that's pretty big. They, Missouri has been very creative with their NIL structure, with their fan bases bought in. That's also a little bit too, right? Is they got a taste of it's? It's kind of like Missouri is the is the guy that went to the gym and just now got complimented for hey you're looking kind of good yeah the Have nerds you been working out the nerds are and, out of the locker and they're getting a little praise you're right and, and so that riles up a fan base to say hey you like these results start paying in money whereas ou fans we've been we, we've been successful for decades so it, it doesn't quite have the same i don't know leverage against the fan base but hey i encourage giving to crimson cream nil be part of the solution be part of the solution. And I think, again, with the uh, the nerds out of the stuff locker, Missouri, right now, I'm talking mainly about the fans, time to be stuffed back in there. This Missouri game is war coming up this fall. Absolute war. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Riverwind Casino. We appreciate you. Locked in, coming up next. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.